Headline Hollywood. Entertainment cronies and cinema elitists hand out awards for excellence in moving pictures. Sometimes the winners don't hold up to the test of time. So we're here in the future to tell them how they got it wrong. This is Switch the Envelope. Welcome to Switch the Envelope, a podcast that aims at rewriting Hollywood award history. My name is Corey. My name is Jeff. Welcome to part two of this week's episode, in which we are ex- uh, we're going over what is a best. <clears throat> yes, this is the top twenty best rom coms of all time. So right now, what we'll do is, since last episode we did numbers twenty through eleven, we're just going to recap those for you right now. Number twenty was all Sandra Bullock movies. Number nineteen, Tin Cup. Number 18, The Cutting Edge. Number 17, Definitely Maybe. Number 16, Crazy Rich Asians. Number 15, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Number 14, Sweet Home Alabama. Number 13 was a split between 13 going on 30 and 17 again. Number 12 was Never Been Kissed. At number 11, we settled on all movies starring Matthew McConaughey. So that's number 20 through 11. We're going to start this episode off with number 10. Once again, we have Lindsay K. Brooks here as a guest to help us with our top 10 list. Um, She is an improv comedian. She performs over at the Maverick Theater in Fullerton with the comedy group Improv Schmimprov every Friday night. And if you'd like to get in touch with Lindsay, you can hit her up on Twitter or Instagram at Lindsay K. Brooks. So let's jump right back into the episode. Moving on to our actual top 10 best romantic comedy movies. Ish. It's a sports movie. <laughs> it is a sports movie. <laughs> but not really. Like, it's set in the sports world, yes. but it's not really a sports movie. Sports happens, but it's not a sports movie. You can, it's okay if you guys don't want to, you don't have to keep justifying the fact that you took Bull Durham off this list. It's okay. I also. I have, I have come to grips with it. This is our only shout out to Renee Zellweger because my choice of Bridget Jones' diary did not make this top 10, 20 list. Yeah. And you know what? I feel bad for that. It's but right. that was all Corey. It's, well, that was all Corey. You can blame him. You know what? No. I, I can't you say that it's the same as, as our number 10, Jerry Maguire. But, but I'm sorry. Only- Jerry Maguire is a fantastic movie. Yes. It, you know, like it, it has one of the most iconic and repeatable romantic yeah, because, comedy lines this movie completes of me. all time. It completes me. Is it me. the human head plays it? Yes, <laughs> exactly. No, it's You Had Me at Sports Movie. <laughs> and everyone in Show this- Me the Money? No, that's Pretty Women. Uh, pretty Woman. Ooh, Women. Pretty Women's a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Number 10, Jerry Maguire, is uh, it's just really good uh, like movie uh, in general, but it also uh, hits all of the things that you need to hit for uh, romantic comedy. All-star ensemble cast. You have Renee, Cuba. You have Tom. And um, Bonnie Hunt. Jay Moore. The little kid that... that Jonathan Lipnicki. Jonathan Lipnicki. He was the littlest vampire, right? I think so. <laughs> What's yeah. that guy up to? Um, making sand glass. <laughs> he's making lightning glass in Alabama. Him and Josh Lucas. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I mean, everybody knows Jerry Maguire. I, there's not much that we need to say about it. Um, it just, it made it to number 10. I don't know. We, I think we can move on. <laughs> because uh, more pressing. Yeah, we spend like 30 minutes on 13 pressing. going on 30. Oh, and because it's glorious, <laughs> it's so Jeff. so good. 
We have more pressing issues to deal with, though, because at number nine, we're dealing with a whole slew of of uh, movies, most of which encompass our like '80s love for this man and his romantic comedy foray. And that is John Cusack and all of his movies. <laughs> Nearly all of his movies. <laughs> None of my choices were from the 80s at all. Well, well but he started. You got to understand I, that. I he hit strong oh, in the 80s with romantic comedies. You got to understand, John Cusack is like the Lionel Richie of movies. Everything is about love. Everything is about mm. everything. And hot tubs sometimes. And creepy hotel rooms. He's in, um, like, he's in like two creepy hotel movies. Yeah, but he was only in one hot tub time machine. So. It's true. Uh, yeah, he was only in the one. Yes, he was only in the one. He didn't do the sequel. Yeah. He was like, nah, I'm out, guys. <laughs> White Buffalo. Chevy Chase did the first one, too. He did. He did. Trash. How can you not like Chevy Chase? He's a trash person. We're going to have you come back here and do like a whole thing on just Chevy and Chase. And I will just repeat how much I think he's a trash Top person. Top 20 Chevy Chase movies. That's what we're going to do next. None. <laughs> Lightning round. Quick. <laughs> Quick. Fletch better be number one. Trash. Ah! Trash movie, not not the movie. Just Chevy, Chevy Chase. Chase. Is it Chevy Chase or Chevy Chase? Chevy. Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. Yeah. Chevy Chase. Got it. Chevy Chase. Trash man. Trash. Chevy, quote unquote, trash Chase. Um. So yeah, all John Cusack movies, pretty much. I mean, we're talking. I mean, what, my favorite is Serendipity, which literally, I'm not. This sounds so stupid, but Serendipity is what made me fall in love with New York City. Before I'd even ever been to New York City. Really? Yes. That's well, me, the Sex in the City. Oh, that's really cute. Yeah, yeah Sex in the City. You know? Do I would say that's a sex comedy. <laughs> it is more of a sex comedy, except we cut that joke. It's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> if we've learned anything, it's I'm fucking good at a callback. Yeah, uh, you are. <laughs> but so Serendipity made me fall in love with New York City and just uh, Kate Beckinsale. Right? She has no business being in a romantic comedy. And Jeremy Piven, <laughs> Molly Shannon. <laughs> Again, either Judy Gurr or Molly Shannon. Yeah, Kate Beckinsale is is the out of place one for me in the in this movie. Oh, or Jeremy great. Piven. But she she works in the movie. But it's it's one of those where like really Kate Beckinsale is, isn't she like a real actress or a vampire lady? Hey, how dare you? <laughs> I mean, Eugene Levy's in it. Yeah, they're all star like, all star comedic uh, actors or like Eugene Levy is an all star cast. Yes, really, hands down. Eugene uh, Levy is a comedic genius. And then I'll very quickly bring up because I know that <laughs> I'm alone in this one. Um, must love dogs. That's all. Must I'm love say. dogs. And Diane what we got to talk about is the sure thing. The sure thing is in there for John Cusack. It's him and Anthony Edwards. Great movie. Do they find love? They find love because there's a sure thing, and he's going out to go find the sure thing, and on the way. He discovers that the sure thing was really the girl that was with him the whole time. Oh, that's oh it usually sweet. is. Yeah. It is actually very sweet. I'm gonna have to. You know what? Research that, fellas, ladies, look to your best friends. Exactly, Jeff. I've been meaning to talk to you. No, no. Everyone fine. that's listened to this knows what we got going on yeah, over here, man. Yeah, it's fine. We're secure. <laughs> we know what we got. I mean, I can feel the tension from here. <laughs> so we've been living a lie for Sex thirty tension. years. Um. <laughs> No, it's cool. We'll both get married, and then no one will ever suspect. Um, all right. So John Cusack movies rounds out our number nine. Moving on to number eight is, uh, I mean, who could have a comedy list without this gentleman? This is Groundhog's Day. Mr. Bill Murray. Mr. Bill Murray. Uh, this is probably his purest romantic comedy, if I mean, you were to say what that. about Bob? 
<laughs> sure. <laughs> what about Bob? I mean, Ghostbusters kind of follows a no, romantic it comedy. Yeah, I mean, like meet cute over ghosts, and then they uh, Mill Murray tries to have a conversation, uh, like they and have a flirty kind and of then a she thing. Turns and into then a dog. she turns into <laughs> <laughs> There's no more Dana. There's only Zool. <laughs> Uh, I, you know, I don't, and then she, and then he gets her back, and then they don't date. You know, it's one of those where the like sequel. And when you know, she, I don't think they date in the sequel either. Like she has a baby, <laughs> somebody else. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, so anyway, back to it being the uh, Groundhog Day. This is a we we kind of put this on there because we we have to put in Bill Murray and his relationship with Andy McDowell mm-hmm. yes. is it's fine. It's fine. You're not a fan of Groundhog's Day. I'm not a fan of this film, but I respect Bill Murray and his work. <laughs> so I'm I actually respect abstaining. this film. I respect this film. That's why I want to put it on the list. You know, it, it's. I won't go out and watch this movie. I will not either. If I never see Groundhog's really? Day ever again, that's fine. It is. It is one of those movies that was um, like drilled into afternoon movie on like Channel Five afternoon movies. So there's been a, a lot of half viewings of this movie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that can feel a little bit like uh, it's well, it overplayed. Gets, it actually gets really old. The concept, it's, it's like it, it looks feels dated. like it's, well, yeah. no, the, the, it feels like it it's feels about a half dated. hour too long. Like oh, you're like, okay, come on, too long. we got the concept, get him over with, you know? Yeah, um, the but the underlying sort of uh, message that it has is is very romantic and sweet in its in its nature. It is. When and it takes a while to kind of get babe, to get there, and he starts, <laughs> and he wakes up to, to the his he wakes up to realize that he has love. Right, that's great. That he doesn't have to be a cold sort of guarded guy who's always cracking the jokes and protecting himself from being hurt. He doesn't have to be that guy. He can actually like give into his feelings. Exactly. You know, that's what sets him free. I think that's that's a. You know, in its '80s way, it's beautiful. Or early '90s, it early, early, 90s. 90s, early '90s way, it's it's kind of beautiful. Uh, but that's that's what gave it uh, sort of. I mean, Bill Murray brought it up to eight. Groundhog's Day as a movie probably would have sat like a little lower, but Bill Murray, fair enough, um, bring brings it up. Let's go on to the next one, number seven. Seven. You can't say I can't say too much about this movie. We we were split. Lindsay was not a big fan of this movie, mainly because she's not a fan of Happy Gilmore movie or what, what's the yeah. um, Adam Happy Madison movies. Yeah, I'm not a big Adam Sandler fan, but I I do love Drew Barrymore. Okay, so I'm split. So Adam and Sandler the one we're talking about made wait, not only not only several. not only a great period film, but he also made a fantastic romantic comedy with all the heart and not crazy comedy Adam Sandler and that's The Wedding Singer yeah it is uh, when I saw The Wedding Singer I was like Adam Sandler like this is part of his like we we have a shift here like this isn't this isn't Billy Madison this isn't uh, you know um, him throwing golf clubs you know at Bob Barker this was a really genuine move towards making a like a legit little little wonderful little movie Plus well, that old lady did that rap song right? that everyone likes. Right? I said hip. Because he also only has two characters he ever plays. He has guy who beats people up. or I'm a this guy. Yeah. Or a guy who is a loser and realizes later that he's yep. not a loser. Like, like really irresponsible. And this one he doesn't do really either one. He kind of, I mean, he's kind of a responsible guy. But he doesn't really do that in this movie, which is kind of cool. 
He kind of yeah. tries a little bit. He's completely genuine. He's Mark Ruffalo esque in this movie. He's, he's I wouldn't go that. He's far. not Calm that. Down. Yeah, he's not that great. Um, How dare you? No, but th- this is uh, this is one of my favorite roles Mark of Adam Ruffalo's Sandler's. A national treasure. Uh, this is one of my favorite Adam Sandler roles. Um, I kind of think it's more Drew Barrymore that sells this movie than no, Adam no, no, Sandler. But I'm saying like for Adam she Sandler, she is cute as hell in this movie. Of Adam Sandler's like wacky comedies or whatever, like this is my favorite like character that he's played because he isn't doing all of the like and annoying Gulia, come on. He's he's he sells the show too. <laughs> yeah. You mean you're gonna be named Julia Gulia? And she was Josie Grossy. Do you think that she thought about that? Oh, probably not. <laughs> she... These are the kind of things that keep me. Or maybe night. she was the one that maybe she came maybe she came up came up with that. Yeah, she maybe put it in a maybe she's in the yeah. yeah maybe she's the one at the table reads going hey what if we change my name to like Julia Gulia and they're like oh that's great but Drew Brilliant. Barrymore yeah she's like you know what guys I I did I'm a I'm a veteran at romantic comedies I need a nickname no she just says yes people around her and they're like oh that was a good one <laughs> <laughs> all right so that's the wedding singer at number seven the last of our top. 10 bottom five of our top 10 that's what it is bottom what? five of our top 10 I like i like to overcomplicate it it's fun joke. Yeah, no, uh, it's a bit we, we do it uh, uh number six is the entire catalog of a filmmaker so not a not an actor but a filmmaker and i think that no romantic comedy list is wait, 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 wait. complete looks like al's giving me something well it looks like it's time for al's useless hollywood facts in 1989, Billy Crystal would sign on to play his now-defining character, a character known as Harry Burns, in the movie When Harry Met Sally, opposite Meg Ryan. However, the director of this film, Rob Reiner, had originally slated another person to play this role. The part of Harry Burns was originally supposed to be played by actor Albert Brooks. Albert Brooks turned down this role as well as the lead role in Big and the lead role in Pretty Woman, which makes you wonder, Albert Brooks, what the fuck were you doing in the late 80s and 90s? In 1993, rom-com champion Matthew McConaughey starred in the movie Dazed and Confused. This movie would be his first and breakout role. McConaughey's character was so memorable that he would quote the character when he won his Oscar 21 years later. But despite Matthew McConaughey's epic success today, back in 1993, he was only paid $325 a day for the portrayal of David Wooderson. And that was Al's Useless Hollywood Facts. Okay, getting back to the list. Gotta mention them. Lindsay, who is this? Mentioning... John Hughes. John, John Hughes. motherfucking Hughes. I mean, Home Alone 2, Lost right. in New York. What right. a great romantic comedy oh, between like, Kevin and the Bird Woman. It's it's really... That's not really... No, we're talking about Pretty in Pink. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like Pretty in Pink, uh, 16 Candles, 16 which candles. I, don't, I don't like as much. Even We Can Throw Breakfast Club in there. Corey Some was not for that. Something Kind of Wonderful is you know, my Something Kind of Wonderful. There you go. Some because kind. it is. Um, yeah, John Hughes has a way of... Like just capturing a feeling, right? Like his movies are just a sort of like a feeling in your life. A lot of the guys on here do that. Cameron Crowe does the same thing. We put Jerry Maguire on here. Cameron Crowe sure. does the same thing. He did it with yeah, Almost yeah, I would, Famous. I would, agree. I would agree. 
He does that with, I mean, he didn't do it with Elizabeth Town, even though he tried to. But all these, there's other guys on here that kind of do the same thing with all their movies. But yeah, like there's, there's just something about uh, the way they shoot the movie, even the way that they, they block their actors and they, they have, you know, the pacing and whatnot. The movie could be about absolutely nothing, but it just feels warm. That, that to me is John Hughes uh, in, in his filmmaking. You know, I think uh, like his sort of protege, Christopher Columbus, has a little bit of that. Um, but he doesn't quite capture that John Hughes warmth that that is in all of those movies. But there's just like this adolescent feeling of, you know, needing to find your place and then feeling grown up, but you know you're not truly grown up. Like that that's John Hughes. All of those things sort of wrapped up into this, uh, into, into all of his movies, really. All right, let's not build him a church. All right, let's go on. You don't love John Hughes? <laughs> no, I do. Oh, I my do. God. I think, but I do think a lot of his movies are more nostalgic for people, and that's why yeah. I like them more than because I think uh, Pretty in Pink. I don't like it. Pretty in Pink. I, I'm less than enthused. Sixteen with. Candles is problematic now, right? Oh no, yeah, Pretty in Pink. I'm Wait. okay with Sixteen Candles. Is I get the where's Ducky? Confused. Where's Ducky in? Which movie is Ducky in? Come on, which one of you? That's candles? my problem with John Hughes movies. You can't tell off the top of your head. Yeah, those movies are are sort of interchangeable, interchangeable. mainly because of Molly Ringwald. But um, even even and if you go okay, well, which one had Andrew McCarthy? Because the two the it two guys, matter. the two per- people that she's chasing after, they look the same. It's true. Does it really matter though? Not really. No. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> John Hughes films comes in at number six. Uh, before we go into our top five best romantic comedies ever, let's take a little moment to speak about some honorable mentions. I, I was searching for the word. It was not coming to my brain. Bull Durham. The things that didn't quite make the cut, and there were a lot. So if, if you guys want to just go through some of your, your top picks that didn't make it. Well, we'll let Lindsay go because she was uh, she's our guest. Uh, a couple on my list. One we already talked about, Bridget Jones's Diary. Uh, I also really like Crazy Stupid Love. What about Bridget mm. Di- Jones's Diary 2? Do you think that's uh holds up? Lost no. in New York? No. <laughs> yeah. I think the 2 and the in the third Bridget Jones baby. There's a third? They're trash. Uh, Bridget Jones baby's day out. <laughs> I might be into that. Yeah. You know what about Look Who's Talking? We didn't even talk about that one. Ugh. The first one's good. The, fir- the first one is. The first one's, the first, good one's a- first one's all right. It's still his judge fault to do it his thing. Dude, it's it's a good movie. Uh, and then we talked a little bit about hey, the, the big sick. That'd be on my list. Oh, the big the big sick. The big sick. Yeah. I, have, I have notably I've not seen that movie, so I don't I can't. So yeah, the big sick was uh, was a topic for both you and I, Lindsay, and Jeff had not seen it, and we compromised with. And some they other took movies. away Bull Durham, so I got yeah. mad and yelled at them. There was there was a whole lot of politics behind the scenes here today, <laughs> and the big got sick ugly. got left off. <laughs> uh, but it is worth it is worth mentioning. The Big Sick is a fantastic me. movie. Uh, I also then would say, even though I think it's in a subgenre, uh, Ten Things I Hate About You. I love Ten Things I Hate About You, but I recognize that it is a nostalgia. Yes, love um, the movie that also falls into that category for me is uh, She's All That. I could watch that. I movie would say every week. She's All be That fine. is better than Ten Things I Hate About You because for some reason the character of shots fired. I just no. got really sweaty. <laughs> And it's already hot. No, the <laughs> character that, um, if, uh, what's his name? Uh, the main character of the movie. Um, Freddie Prince Jr.? No. Um, Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. R.I.P. Heath Ledger plays an Australian in that movie. And well, it he doesn't just is make, an Australian. No, but it doesn't make sense. That immigrants happen in America? 
Okay, I don't know why you went there. I'm just but saying, no, like, pe- foreign peoples come to America. character and in they that, go to high school. His character in the movie doesn't make sense to be... I don't know why they kept him doing Australia. They should have had him do his American accent. It would have made more sense to the story. I mean, they were in, like, a really rich private school. Maybe he was an exchange student. Uh, also, I feel like that was the launch of Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yes. And There's a lot of people in that movie. No, but they didn't, like... They, the story didn't make... I don't know. I just... It, Which I didn't would also, ironically, put 500 Days of Summer on my list as well. Yeah, actually, I would be there with you on that. That was a great movie, but it's not funny. It's not... And they don't end up together, so it's, that kind of... And it's so really sad. terrible in the end. It's so sad yeah. in the so end sad. when they have the so, two split screen, and they're yeah. like, this is what he want to happen, and this is what he actually... That's yeah. just You so want sad. it to be, but then you're like, oh, no, that's actually kind of painful. I love Zoe Deschanel, and I hated her in that movie. Mm. So. It, is, it is a really good movie, uh, but yeah, it doesn't quite meet all of the criteria, Agreed. which is what, what left it off of my list, too. Um, I also like the way it focused on L.A. instead of New York. It made L.A. look like a New York... like. It made L.A. a character like they always do with New York. Oh, yeah. And they, it did that. And I Isn't he that. also a graphic designer in this? Yeah. Soft is he? spot for that. Gee, I wonder why. Yeah. Um, I also thought, uh, as one of my honorable mentions, Love, Simon is a really good movie. Um, you know, it's uh, it's it's good. It's a good movie. Worth, worth the watch. Um, and uh, to a little shout out to Netflix. Because um, we're, we're, really ta- we're not really mentioning any Netflix movies, but... Uh, lately, they've been coming out with some pretty good, good romantic movies, comedies uh, as original films, and uh, I know like we're we're in a bit of a, a limbo situation with whether or not the Academy is going to fully recognize Netflix mm-hmm. going well, forward. Well, they just did that. They just signed a huge deal with SAG right now, so I'm sure it's going to go through. I, it probably will, but you know we'll see where the Academy shakes out on it. But um, uh, always be your maybe is a really fantastic movie. That fantastic. It's and awesome. uh, to all the boys I've loved before, oh, which yeah, also kind of falls great, into a teen kind of thing. But those yeah. were both great. Yeah, I really enjoyed both of those movies. Cool. And I think most of my honorable mentions, I think um, I bitched about throughout most of this. <laughs> but um, I oh. mean, yeah. Worth mentioning, uh, it got disqualified for being an adventure movie, but very much a romantic comedy is The Princess Bride. Princess Bride. And people might be upset that the Princess Bride is not on this. They'll be this list. fine. They know the rules. <laughs> but it it was classified more as an adventure romantic film. You can at me. Lindsay about that. definitely. Yeah. I'm, I'm, bla- I'm putting her on blast. Lindsay. Fine. Lindsay was definitely the one that uh, nixed that one. Yeah. At Lindsay K Brooks on Twitter and Instagram. Come for me. Yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. And um, I put out the come Mexican, her, but the Mexican starring Brad Pitt and Julia Roberts. Can't buy me love. With Dr. McDreamy before he was a little dreamy guy. Is pre-med. 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 Pre-med McDreamy. When he was a, when he was a uh, lawn jockey. <laughs> and <What>? then... <laughs> so what? He, used to, he was mowing lawns in the movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he wasn't a doctor yet. Right. And then the other... Uh, what? Good. You're really selling it. <laughs> and then the... <laughs> and then the, the other one was uh, Take Me Home Tonight with uh, Topher Grace. It's on Netflix right now, so you should go is out it? and see it. Um, Topher Grace is in a few romantic comedies that are pretty good. Yeah, this one, this one is really good. It's a period piece about the '80s. Um, he's going after his high school sweetheart at like a at like a high school reunion, and it it's pretty funny. So. The the Ted Hamilton movie is in is pretty funny too. Okay, um, but very sort of uh, light in premise, <laughs> but enjoyable none, nonetheless. But yeah, can't buy me. Lo- or what's the Take Me Home Tonight? Take is, Me Home is, Tonight is a very solid movie. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, all right, so going into our top five home stretch Woo! here, Lindsay. Top five. We need some music. Uh, cue music. Hit it, Al. All right, number five. Uh, you know this guy and his movies. It's another collection. Uh, really, sort of. It just screams what '90s rom coms were. Yes. It epitomizes. It does. He does epitomize that hair. He had this this hair that was like oh. parted in the middle, gorgeous, and just over to the side, and it just he just had this look. And that British accent. He wears his glasses. Yeah, and he he, he goes up a hill. He comes down mountains. You lost me. All oh. right, so we're talking about Hugh Grant. Yeah, Hugh Grant. You know, he's the man that went up the hill and came down a mountain. <laughs> Not a romantic comedy, though. <laughs> just anyway, a, just, a, so, just a boring movie. Here, uh, Lindsay it? had talked about Notting Hill. I, that would be my Hugh Grant movie mm, of choice. Julie Roberts. Yes. Julia Roberts. I'm just a girl standing in Funny front of a boy. Funny British people. Yeah. He wears scuba goggles and sunglasses. That's hilarious. He works for horse and hound, but does he? Uh, who knows? And then we also, uh, I, I, my suggestion was Nine Months. I think Nine Months is a fantastic movie. It's funny. It's got the one of two great performances by Tom Arnold. The only other one being um, with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, True Lies. True Lies. Those are the only two movies I've ever seen him where he's good. I mean, but Nine Months is great. Yeah. You're not wrong about about Tom Arnold's and career. And Joan, Cus- <laughs> it's got Joan Cusack, and it's got Jeff Goldblum. I'm sure Pam Greer's in there. No, not Pam Greer. Judy Greer. I hope Pam Greer. A different Greer. I hope Pam Greer is in it too. (laughs) And um, we also said we could even include, even though Corey and I ripped on it in our first uh, Switch the Envelope, uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral. Um, Sure, but that's that's not where I'm going with the Hugh Grant rom-com. I'm going to go ahead and salvage some Sandy Bullock here. And I'm going to bring her from the bottom of our list all the way up to Hugh Grant at number five. And give you a little two weeks notice. You know what though? You can't because that's at the bottom of the list. Because that's Sandra Sandra Bullock movie. No, that's a Hugh Grant movie. No, Sandra Bullock movie. <laughs> that has bottom Sandra of the list. Get it? Can't be salvaged. Number five. We already made it. Two happen. weeks notice. Sorry, in the bottom. That one's for my wife. <laughs> KL. Hugh Grant sorry, at the bottom. No, no, no way. Two two weeks notice. All right. Is uh, it's got a social message. Anyway, Hugh Grant. <laughs> she's a she's a social justice warrior, and he's not. And he's giving. <laughs> His two weeks notice. She's giving her two weeks oh, notice. I yeah, haven't seen it. <laughs> She's an activist who goes to work for don't an care. asshole for whatever reason. He like blackmails. It's it's not a great movie. <laughs> so why are you? I, okay, it's, for, so, it's for my wife. Anyway, she loves that movie. So uh, number four, number four is a movie that uh, Lindsay did have a problem with, and I can see where she has a problem <laughs> in she, this. In the uh, in the environment that we are in today, with the Me Too movement and us being more socially conscious than we were in the '80s, however, we are going to still put this at number four. Yeah, number so, four. Lindsay, tell us what you have issues with. Pretty wait, woman. wait, wait. Let's tell people that. Oh, you just said pretty woman. <laughs> I, yeah, tell us why you have issues with Pretty Woman. I think that Richard Keir is uh, the epitome of. Abusive white privilege. power, white privilege, <laughs> misogynistic bullshit. Okay. And yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. Julie Roberts is beautiful. What a queen. <laughs> also, uh, Jason Alexander, right? With hair? Yeah, no thanks. Doesn't he have like... He has like a comb over it. Yeah, he's got like a, like weird hair in that movie. He beats her and then what happens? Nothing. He gets away with it. Yeah, that's that's problematic. And then she's... 
shamed for her career by the women in the store. She is, you know, okay, they, they so are not sex positive. Yeah, there, there's like two sides of this movie. There is there is very definitely the uh, misogynistic Richard Gere, white privileged ugh, guy in this movie. But then there's also kind of a feminist movement going on she in this movie. She loves that episode of I Love Lucy. Hilarious. She's, she does. She's a uh, she's an independent woman. All right. She works for herself. Does she work for a pimp? It never comes up. Okay. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it might. It says it comes up when her friend comes to meet her at the hotel, and she says that her friend, her Judy Greer, her, her Judy Greer. Yeah, yeah, her friend comes in and says, "Look, I need to borrow some money because what's her name got burnt, got got kicked out of the place, and he burned down my apartment." And then, also, she moves on up. Does she take Kit with her? She does not. Mm. No, no, but Kit doesn't. is she making, them all behind. Kit is going to school. Don't you remember what happened? She said, "I'm going to go to school," and then she says, "You, you do," and she gives her a bunch of money, and she's like, "Kit and DeLuca." Then- you do. I've seen this movie a lot. <laughs> do you think Kit actually went to school though? No, she got murdered. Yeah, that's or, what I think happened. Or that, or that tuition it money went like right up her nose. Sounds like in here, you guys aren't very good social justice warriors. You're thinking Kit can't pull herself up. You think Kit is gonna take take that money and shoot it right up her veins? No, I don't. No, know no, no. I think it went up her yeah. nose. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. the pimp took it and then murdered her. <laughs> I think Corey's like, no, when we're it's just. I mean, I mean it, it was, was the eighties. It was the eighties. It was nothing but blow. <laughs> But I understand. That was crack, son. Well, that, that time. Depends. I understand why it's on the list. I just don't think that it holds up. It is significant in the history of rom-coms. Correct. But uh, yeah, I, do, on, I do agree a little movie. movie. Sure. Lay like, a whisper on yeah. your pillow. Come on, that was a great song. It's <laughs> such a creepy line. <laughs> That's the song it's playing as no, he's I, going no, I know. As he's That leaving. lyric, though, is so problematic. <laughs> <laughs> Leave the Windsor. Oh, um, all right, so number four, Pretty Woman. Number three is a really fun movie. I really like this one a lot. Really fun movie. I think we all agreed on uh, this movie. The The next three movies were unanimous. We'll just throw that out to, to the studio audience. <clears throat> so these are the top and three. listening at home. These are the top three. If anybody has a problem with them, fuck, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off, because these are great movies. So number three was My, My Big, Big Fat, Fat Greek, Greek Wedding. Wedding. Oh. So good. This movie, now... As and far it was an indie as, film. It was an indie it film. Is, that came it out, is an so. indie film. It was, uh, was starring, written by, uh, oh, what's her name? M- M- Mia something? Nia. 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 Shaka. Oh. I wish Al was awake. Vardalis. 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 Love her so much. Number one fan. No, this movie was was excellent. When it uh, when it came out, and the guy from Northern Exposure and Sex and the City, what's his name? Serendipity. <laughs> is he John Corbett. John Corbett. John Corbett. Okay. Um, who is marvelous in this movie? Yeah, he's great. I uh, when this movie came out, I had like just stopped dating uh, a girl who came from a Greek family. Really? Like this? Yeah. That was the, that was right. Th- so it was like a, it was ago. like the summer after. Was it pretty I'd, painful for you? No, 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 no. But I could relate so much. To a lot of the things that happen in this movie. Did her dad spray in the face with Windex? No, but, um, you know, like the the energy that her entire family gives off, like I I experienced a lot of that stuff. Um, and it was weird because I was sitting with my new girlfriend <laughs> watching Ooh. that movie and go and laughing hysterically at things that uh, like harder than I probably should have. And why are you laughing at that? Oh, because. Oh, yeah. You're I, like, no, oh, you know what she nothing. used to do? Oh, she used to do this. <laughs> Oh, that reminds me of when we had. The, oh, yeah, couldn't couldn't really express why why I like that movie so much, but now I can. Yeah, <laughs> number three, bitches. 
So yeah, great movie. Um, perfect to segue us into number two. Okay, so heads up, one and two. Now, well, one one and two really could have been lumped into a like actor category. Or a writer category. Or a writer category. Or a director category. Right. Number two, we're talking about probably one of like the most recognized romantic comedy. Like yeah. if 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 you say name a romantic comedy, like this is probably the first one that comes into your mind. And it's Billy Crystal and the glorious Meg Ryan in When Harry Met Sally. Oh, and Carrie Fisher's in it. Right? She's so good. And it's very New York. I forgot that Carrie Fisher was in this movie. Which I, you know, I love a good New York film. New York is a character. <laughs> ah, I'm so sick of New York being a character in films. There's all these wonderful snippets of like couples therapy. So good. <laughs> and it's like so Nora Ephron. It is. It is very. Although I will very say Nora this Ephron. movie feels like they took Woody Allen films and made them good. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yes. That is Nora Ephron. And less <laughs> gross. Yes. Yeah. 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 Because he took people that are in, or she took people that are all in the Woody Allen films and put them into this film because Bill, Billy Crystal is a Woody Allen film guy. And made them more normal, less neurotic. Like, we just made them like. No. <laughs> Billy no, Crystal is completely neurotic no, no, no. through the whole film. They're, they're like a normal level of neurotic for being like single 30 somethings. But Woody, Woody Allen would have them all apoplectic and like n- all of them sound like that in Woody, in Woody because Allen. Because they all films. try to sound like him. Yeah. Well, and it, Sally is modeled after Nora Ephron. Well, there you go. She, you know. she made. Technically, Harry is supposed to be uh, Rob Reiner and Sally is supposed to be. Nora Ephron. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. I didn't know. That's a fun little nugget. Fun little fact. Fun little. From you're nerdy bringing fun nerd facts? Nerd. Look at that. <laughs> Great guest. I'll never find love. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're interested, at me. <laughs> yeah. Must love dogs. Honestly. Uh, yeah. When Harry Met Sally, um, it's one of those movies that I saw very young and went, that's an adult film. <laughs> like, I don't get it. Yeah. That's the same thing that I thought. And it's, it's weird because it's like the opposite of. We talk about like the the sort of parallel to Woody Allen films. Um, Woody Allen films. When I was younger, I was like, I feel sophisticated because I watched a Woody Allen film. And then the older I get, I go, I can't relate to See, any of these people. In I Woody was Allen never films. like that. When I watched the Woody Allen film when I was younger, I used to think these are stupid. And when I got older, I still I thought even more. I was like, these are stupid. I never like, I never was the person that was fronting and pretending like I got it the whole time. I was like, this is dumb. Yeah, see, I thought I when when I was younger, a young sort of film buff, I I thought like, oh, I, you know, I, I appreciate Woody Allen for you know his dialogue, yeah. and he's a precursor to the the auteurs that I love now that write dialogue so effortlessly, like Quentin Tarantino and Kevin Smith. It was stupid. Um, the movies, <laughs> the movies, like there are some. Annie Hall is a pretty good movie, but like, well, Annie Hall is a great movie, the, but the general <laughs> Woody Allen vibe in a movie is just more annoying the older I get. The more the closer I get to the age of the people that are supposed to be in these movies, the more annoyed I am about them and how much they don't have their shit together. That's how I feel about Rent the Musical. Rent? <laughs> just pay your rent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, or, you know, like, get, honestly, a, get a roommate. Get a job. <laughs> Go to work. Get a job. Stop singing about it. Stop squatting yeah. in someone else's property. Yeah. <laughs> Stop sharing needles. Honestly. Ugh. It's not hygienic. Uh, but uh, Nora Ephron movies. Yes, I appreciate more the older I get. Um, this is like the, the they're you know two ships passing the night. Nora like Ephron Lady movies. Hawk. Yeah, it's right. like the way I got with Bull Durham. 
You know, I just got old. As I oh, got yeah, older, it just gets better, just and, better. and better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That movie does get better and better with, with age. But <laughs> too bad it's not on this list. Yeah, it's too bad. Yeah. Uh, but when Harry met Sally, that makes it number two. You know what did make it on this list? Tin Cup. I know. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah politics, people. Politics. All right, now it's time to reveal our number one-ish top romantic comedy. Our top two well, romantic comedies. We've had to really? put two on here because these movies are... Tom Hanks movies. They could be They could be sequels of each other. They could be. They could be sequels of each other. They you could know? be. Uh, most people, I think, would confuse the two. Disagree. They, they would be like, oh, that's the one where they do the thing. And be like, ooh, close. If you're someone who's very invested in the genre, they're two completely different films. Sure, but, but if you sure from afar, they are both. They're both there. They are both movies in which Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan find love without knowing that they love each other. One via the internet and one via radio. One via precocious kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, a precocious kid. That's right. Bringing it, bringing it back to the Remember? precocious kid. That's right. Um, another single dad movie in Sleepless in Seattle. Uh, not so much single both. dad. Is he a single dad? I don't think he's a single dad. He's not that. a single dad. No. He's, no. he's just a owner of Walmart-ish bookstore. He bookstore. has an, uh, a niece and a brother that are younger. Mm. In, in You Got Mail? In You've Got Mail. So I know his dad, is, he has a, the relationship with his dad. Yes. He goes on the boat with his dad. F-O-X. Yeah. yeah. The dad just leaves a girl and he's like, oh, dad, you're sleeping on the boat. And he dumps Parker Posey in the elevator. Yeah. I forgot it was Parker Posey, but yeah. See, now... I've Did seen, you remember Dave Chappelle's in this movie? I've seen, so good. I've seen all of the things you're saying. I can't remember if you're talking about like. Well, this is all you got mail. Sleepless in Seattle, or you got mail. This is all <laughs> you got mail. No, yeah, D- Dave, Dave Chappelle is in you, you got, got mail. mail. Yeah, and which Rosie is funny. Is He's in the Judy Greer. He's the Judy Greer. Yeah, Dave Chappelle is, the, is the Judy Greer, and you yeah. got mail. Yeah, yeah, and and Tom Rose. Tom Hanks's wife is in uh, Sleepless in Seattle, but she he plays not his wife. He plays like a good friend that comes over with his best friend. She's the Judy Greer. I would say Rosie O'Donnell's the Rosie Judy Greer. O- yeah, that's true. Yeah. And actually, Rosie O'Donnell plays a pretty good part in that. I mean, they yeah. kind of each have a Judy This was back when Rosie O'Donnell was actually doing good movies like, um, what's it called? Sleepless in Seattle. Sleepless in Seattle. Seattle. No, the Penny Marshall classic. Uh, oh, a League, a League of Their, League of Their, League Own. Of Their Own. That's what I was looking for. So, back yeah. then. I, th- I don't think she'd make any other good movies. Actually. So, I don't think we fully said it out loud, but our first choices were. I, we did. We did. It's uh, Sleepless in Seattle slash... You've got mail. You've got mail, yeah. But more on the sleepless in Seattle. More on the you've got mail. <laughs> we more sleepless in Seattle. We were split. Now, now, she actually snuck the you've got mail in there. She did. Subliminal. This is my tin cup. Yeah, this yeah. is her tin yeah. cup. It I got tin cup on the list so that she could get you've got, <laughs> you've mail. got mail. Okay. It's really, yeah, it's it's um, it's um, a subgenre of romantic comedy. Somehow she got one on number one and I got that number is... 19. I don't know how that how, the hell that happened on Features our show. female. But whatever. Okay. <laughs> it's feminism. <laughs> Um, she comes in as one guest one day, and all of a sudden, she's yeah. taking over the list. Yeah, it's fine. So next it's week cool. on my show, uh, <laughs> we're talking nothing but must love dogs. Uh, I think Sleepless in Seattle is another one of those movies, like When Harry Met Sally, when somebody has to come up. With, I think that's really an age thing. Like uh, people uh, up to a certain age will say one movie. People past a certain age will say another movie. But Sleepless in Seattle or You've Got Mail, I think, are the like name a romantic comedy. All right, Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, like any movie they're in together. Uh, is definitely one of those that tops the list. I feel very confident about our list. How do you guys feel? I feel good. Uh, what Women Want should have been on the list. Disagree. Oof. But no. uh, other trying. than that. As much as I... I... Maybe Braveheart. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's some, there's, some, there's some comedy in there. 
Yeah, the mm. that movie no? that he made about Christ. That one. Did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> it was passionate. Oh right. About the Christ. That's a rom com. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Die you know. Hard with Vengeance. That's pretty funny. It's a Christmas movie. <laughs> it is a Christmas movie. No, that one isn't. No. Oh, Die I Hard know. one I haven't two. seen it. I've only yeah. seen the first one. Die okay. Hard and Die, Die Hard, hard two. two are Christmas yeah. movies or set in Christmas time. Yeah, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Christmas movies. Die Hard with a Vengeance has New York as a character. Oh, which I love. It does. <laughs> they run around New York trying to solve riddles. Favorite. All right, before you are late for your for your. Oh, next, I'm already going to be late. Oh, you are. But I don't All care. Right. It's, it's oh yeah, you're coming by the railroad tracks. Nobody cares if I'm there on time. <laughs> we we want to thank Lindsay Brooks for coming and being our guest tonight. I appreciate it. Uh, you were fantastic. Uh, go see Improv Schmimprov. At Fridays the, at 11 p.m. At the Maverick Theater. <laughs> Six minutes from now. Correct. Uh, every Friday at the Maverick Theater in Fullerton. Uh, go to theofficemusicalparody.com. Yes, go. Ooh, did I get that? Theofficemusicalparody.com. And uh, buy tickets for the national tour of The Office Musical Parody. If you happen to be in Toronto this weekend. She next helped. Weekend? She the helped next pick. Month, you the next month. She and helped. then it'll be all across or the Or if country. you're some of my peeps and you're in Buffalo, dude, buy some tickets. Go across the border. Get in the, go to see Toronto. Yeah. Right? Or take the fun bus to Scranton. To Scranton. That's and really the way to do it. And see this in Scranton. Yeah. Um, thank you for coming on. Uh, there's only one more thing left to do to close out our show. Right, Jeff? And that's to dedicate the episode? That's right. We need to dedicate the episode. I think... Oh, go ahead. Do you, do you have Do you have one in mind? It's fine. You know what? We'll let Lindsay dedicate this I, episode. I would like to throw it to our guest. How can, does this work? You can dedicate our episode to any actor. Now, last season, we dedicated every episode. Almost. With the exception of one. Uh, yeah. We dedicated every single episode to our favorite actor. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Or our oh. favorite mustache, Sam Elliott. That's our favorite sweet. mustache. Yeah. Um, but we've changed all that now. Okay. So uh, you can pick any actor you feel that deserves a dedication. So we're going to dedicate this episode to who? I would say you should... St- within the rom-com oh yeah i mean i already know who it is we're oh. gonna we're gonna dedicate this episode to judy greer <laughs> oh my god there we go a shoo-in dedicating this episode to judy greer completely makes sense wonderful thank you for for uh, coming along do you, you have a uh, instagram twitter you want to uh, share yeah instagram and twitter they're saying they're at Lindsay with an a l-i-n-d-s-a-y-k brooks Lindsay k brooks Wonderful. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, it's at Switch the Envelope. Our Twitter is at Switch Envelope because it's too many letters. Um, you can always listen to us uh, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Hit the subscribe button. We would love it. Leave a comment. I guess that helps. Rate us, review us, five stars. Yeah. And then Leave say, a comment unless, guys below. unless you doesn't matter. They don't read them. They just need yeah. to know that somebody typed something. Yeah. Uh, or you can go to Switch the Envelope for all your Switch the Envelope podcast needs. And we'll see you later. Switches. We're working on a, we're working on a like a catchphrase. No, that's the one. We don't. Uh, no, no. no. <laughs> See you later, switches. Later, switches.